0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Live, Learn, Love podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Chavez, and I'm so excited you're here. Keep listening to hear from my diverse group of leaders sharing their insight on leadership, health, career opportunities, wellness, or personal development. Thank you for going on this journey with me. So the first question is just to tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: I am Ashley Dunkerley. I am the communications coordinator for Texas FFA, the Ag Teachers Association of Texas and the Texas FFA Foundation. Um, I've been in this position for about seven and a half years now. Um, I currently live in Austin, Texas, but I grew up in Henrietta, Texas, which is right outside of Wichita Falls, Um, about 30 minutes uh, east of Wichita Falls, northeast um, pretty small town. I grew up an ag teacher's kid, so I was very involved, um, in FFA in all aspects growing up from the time that I can remember. Uh, my dad taught ag for 30 plus years, um, all at Henrietta, and my mom was an elementary school teacher who was also very involved in helping my dad, um, in, in maintaining that chapter along with his teaching partner and her and his wife, um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, as far as work wise, Um, I have recently been trying to learn to talk about myself outside of my job, because I usually rely a lot on my job is to tell people who I am. Um, But my job is not who I am. I've quickly had to learn that. Um, But uh, like I said, I live in Austin, Texas, I um, am very much so uh, embrace being your typical millennial. I love Um, all things pop culture. I love all things uh, pink and sparkly. Um, I'm your typical girly girl, but I also love clothes and fashion and um, playing with makeup and just all different types of things like that. And um, it's another creative side for me, I think, since my job is very creative, but it's a fun little creative outlet. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, yeah,
0: thank you for that brief introduction. You're like a huge figure in the FFA. So I know a lot of people will be listening to this episode and will definitely learn a lot from your answers to the questions that I'll ask you. And question number two is, what initially made you interested in ad communications? So um, I guess I've
1: always been pretty interested in the... I would say creative aspect of communications, um, it just it's it's always been something that I've I've always gravitated to. Um, I actually have a weird way of getting involved in it and starting to play around in it. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, my dad's an ag teacher or was an I teacher. He retired about five years ago. He had a very different skill set as an ag teacher. He began teaching himself. Um, early on how to use Adobe Premiere um, for video editing, Adobe Illustrator for graphic design to utilize in different ways within the chapter. Um, He would make chapter videos for the banquet and every year he would try to make them bigger and better um, and play with green screen and like do all these different things. Well, I started to kind of play around with it with him whenever, before I got into high school. Um, And then a lot more when I got into high school and I just really um, always enjoyed it. It was always fun um, piecing those things together. And it was all self-taught. So it was like a challenge to figure things out. Um, And then as I graduated high school, I knew I wanted to go to Texas A&M. since I was little, that's always really where I wanted to go. My dad graduated there. And um, so I, I knew that I wanted that to be my path. Um, and so prior to graduating, I really started doing some research as far as degree plans. And um, what was something that fit my skill set and my passion? So like, I, I'm really proud of the way that I, I thought about this, because I don't think I did it like on purpose, <laughs> when I was 18, I think it just kind of <laughs> happened. But I really was glad, looking back, I'm glad that I picked the degree that fits me, not made me fit the degree, if that makes sense. So, um, I remember looking through things and, and everyone told me to try to stay within the College of I because it's such a small, um, community. And I think that's pretty, pretty soft, sound advice for, um, any university in Texas or uh, in or around Texas um, that I am familiar with. You know, you, you have um, a niche and a core group of people, but you're also, um, if, if agriculture is something that you have have dabbled in um, and are familiar with, it's a, it's a good way to kind of get your foot in the door in, in a university, and figure out if that's the direction you wanna go. But I, um, went uh, about six months before graduation and met with the um, head professor of, the, of communications and journalism, ag communications and journalism at AM, and and it just fit. Uh, they were, the, the classes that they offered and um, the genuine people were just it was meant to happen that way. You know, I never really questioned it. Um, but I'm lucky. I'm one of the, I'm one of the very few people that kind of always knew, um, the direction professionally I wanted to go. I did not know what job that it would lead me to, but I knew that I wanted to do something creative. Um, I am horrible with numbers. So, accountant was off the table <laughs> but um that's pretty much what led me to add I um I think it's so interesting just the different areas of AdCom that are out there now too as well and that's changed so much in the past 10 years um but yeah that's that that's kind of how I ended up there is just the right place at the right time um and just kind of relying on my gut and knowing, knowing my skill set.
0: Yeah. I think that's really cool that your passion, like communication started when you were younger and it was kind of self taught and just watching your dad and stuff kind of helped that. Uh, So yeah. And you're obviously pretty good at it. I mean, you're the communications coordinator for such a large organization and you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Then the next question comes from Corey Sinkouli and he asked, how did you become such a queen?
1: (laughs) Well, um, Corey is one of my favorite people. Um, Not only did I work with him when he was state president, but he was our um, leadership development intern last year. And uh, that's very sweet of him to say. Uh, And I think that a lot of times um, I could come off as I have all of my stuff together and I I don't have... um, as many faults as I actually do I'm human just as everyone else uh but I I think that you know that kind of like leads me into a state like a thought though that like it's it's a it's kind of a dangerous slippery slope to get into comparison with other people and it's always something that I've struggled with because I mean how, how do you not, especially live in this, the age and time of social media that we live in right now? Um, but I think that it's, it's a double-sided coin, if that's a phrase. I don't even know if that's a correct term terminology, but um, I think that it's okay. Like, I love... Um, finding the right picture to post on social media, making myself look as good as I possibly can in the best light. And I think that that's good to put your best foot forward. But I also think that it's, it's super healthy to realize that like everyone is still human, you know, Um, everyone has uh, extreme flaws. I mean, honestly, right now I have no makeup on (laughs) <laughs> and I am sitting in front of a window in my apartment because I did not have time today in between meetings to set up a, a different location that to film this and to actually put makeup on so um, I mean it just the world we live in is is crazy right now you just have to take it step by step but it's very sweet of Corey but it's not necessarily accurate. well let's amend it I will say that I'm a queen, but my crown is about to fall off, so <laughs> that is usually the state of, of, that I live in, is there might be a crown, but it's usually like slightly tilted <laughs> to the side.
0: My gosh, that was like the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so the next question is, how did you get involved with the FFA?
1: Um, I kind of already touched on it a little bit. I uh, grew up in it. I was the kid that was on the bus with their I teacher parents um, going to contests, going to stock shows. Um, I don't actually have memories of not being involved in it and um, which is fun. It's something that makes you very passionate about what what I do every day. Uh, So I really do credit my parents for always just allowing me to be involved. I do remember finally when at Henrietta, we don't have junior high um, ag. So when I finally became a freshman and I was able to actually start taking ag classes and um, do professional development, um, or not professional development, (laughs) my goodness gracious, my mind is all over the place today. (laughs) Do leadership development events and career development events. It was just so exciting because it's something that i had wanted to do for forever uh the one thing that i do remember is uh i will i will always remember getting that first jacket um and just it was it was just a long time coming and that was a a cool aspect of my ffa story um that it's i think that that makes the long hours and um, sometimes the stress sometimes the stress that comes with my job so worth it because I do care about it so much you know it's almost like this weird fifth family member that we have in our family you know that's that's always there
0: oh my gosh that's funny so whenever you were an FFA member like and during high school do you think uh, like did you ever see yourself as the communications coordinator of the Texas FA like did you ever think you'd have that job position
1: At the time, I didn't, it wasn't a thing when I was in high school, this position was not there. And that says a lot about how communications has changed over the past. Um, So I graduated high school in 2009. Uh, So a while ago, uh, but not too long ago, happy medium. Um, And at that time, um, there was not a really need for it. Social media, Facebook had just started a couple of years before but it was a personal network um I mean I think I got my first Facebook page that year in 2009 and it was really just a you didn't see businesses or organizations on there yet um were you born in 2009
0: yes I was born in 2003
1: <laughs> okay I was just like <laughs> how, how is that but um and that's essentially like it's such a weird path that, that communication has gone on. It's such a fast path, path. Um, Especially, I mean, I will break it down even to the seven years that I've been in my position. Um, When I first started, Instagram was pretty new. I mean, it was out there, but it wasn't anywhere what it is today. Um, And so we have grown When I started, there was less than a thousand Instagram followers for Texas FFA. And now, honestly, I'm pretty sure this week we're gonna hit, or this next week, we'll hit 25. And so like, it just shows that that growth in there and how quickly everything has changed, Um, but the technology has changed. But I also think that um, the way we consume information has really changed. So your, your generation, in my generation, actually, it's very much accustomed to this. Um, we are very visual people. Like, we expect if a if a company, a brand, an organization, anything has a presence online, we expect them to be high quality. Um, I've, I've been thinking about this quite a bit, actually, is how uh, I really do look at how a brand handles their um visuals and their aesthetic and i i determine whether or not they're credible through that information is that fair who knows but if i go to somebody if i'm looking at um buying a new brand of shampoo you know i'm going <laughs> to me personally i'm going to go look at reviews for it cuz i want cuz i want a certain product but then i'm also probably going to stumble across their instagram and if they are providing me with information that actually supports what I'm wanting and provides me with reviews, but also put together graphics and videos and maybe even tutorials or things like that, I'm like, okay, these people know what they're doing. They're credible. Um, and I think that that's just kind of how our society is now. And it's so important to have that brand identity um, and the consistency, the brand consistency. Uh, and that is not what you asked during the question, but I got back to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that just kind of circling back, I had no clue um, that this was even a possibility. Uh, when I, it is, it is the most surreal moments that I have, is typically, about four years ago, I started making from scratch the convention theme graphics and videos. And um, I use multiple programs to make it, but I start it from, we, we go through a week, a, a d- few days long process with the state officers, get a concept or start with the theme, get a theme and then get a concept and then I create it it's really pretty cool to stand in the middle of that arena with 14,000 people looking at something that I made, you know, and that, that my creation is setting a vibe um, for an event, which is really, really cool to think about. Um, and I don't, I don't take time to appreciate that stuff as much as I should but uh yeah that's something that's really interesting but 18 year old Ashley 16 year old Ashley had no clue what was in store for her
0: (laughs) yeah that's just something I kind of wondered because like a lot of like teenagers like they have no idea what they're gonna be when they grow up so I just wondered if like you had an idea and you said you didn't so maybe that'll give some people hope
1: (laughs) well and I think that also to touch on that a little bit like I had no clue where I was going and I, I um I think it is so the number one advice that I can give to any student that is going from high school to college into their career is do as many internships as possible. Um, you really not only learn what you can do and what you like and what you want to learn, but you learn what you don't want to do. Um, that is just as important as knowing what you want to do because I, am um, When I was in college, I did numerous internships. I started, um, first what I did is when I went to college, I found a job on campus that was going to allow me to do some things that I knew would uh, kind of play into my skill set. I worked in the, business office of the department of horticulture at a and and I got to help plan banquets and events and design programs and do things like that that were little pieces of what I enjoyed doing but it still helped my craft and I got to I knew I loved planning events like events were something that I always like seeing something from start to finish is just so fulfilling to me um, but then I knew that I wanted to spend my summers interning because that's just how I always saw it done. I was like, okay, I have to find an internship. Um, So I ended up interning um, under the VP of Communications at the State Fair of Texas and not under the livestock. I actually did not even, they have a whole different section of communications. I worked under the actual like full State Fair of Texas. So um, shows, um, like the carnivals, big techs, everything. One of the jobs that I did when I was there is I wrote big Texas script. I mean, like there's there was all sorts of different things that I did, but I interned throughout the summer, um, actually three summers with them. And every summer that boss, her name was Sue Gooding, she just added bigger tasks to my job to help me grow and learn. Um, I learned how to work with media because media comes to the state fair like every morning to do their morning shows when the state fair goes on um but I will say what I'm I look back at doing this and I still can't believe I did it um I remember panicking my sophomore year thinking okay I don't have a summer internship yet what am I gonna do and it was probably like March it was super (laughs) early you know but I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do so I just started making a list of places that I would potentially want to work at and um, in the DFW area really because I I knew I could live with my aunt and uncle in that that area. And I picked up the phone and called the VP of communications at the State Fair of Texas and said hey do you have an internship i look back and I'm like, she had no time to deal with me, but she was so wonderful. And she was like, actually, yes, I'm just about to post it. when you send me your resume? I just turned around my resume in like 15 minutes and gave it to her because I already had it ready, which is so important. Um, and, and then I went and interviewed with her and she told me that one of the reasons that she hired me was because I was so like go getting and, and wanted to do it. Um, And I really do think that that completely changed my path of where I am today. I learned so much there because I was so hands-on. And she taught me, like, if I made a mistake, she was like, okay, this is how it needs to be done. Um, And I learned, I owe so much to that, to that woman. Um, But on, I also interned at the Houston Livestock Show and Radio and some other places as well. But I, the one place I learned what I did not want to do, um, I accidentally graduated early from AM in three and a half years, and it happened like quickly. Um, I was not prepared for having to find a job uh, because I thought I had a whole other semester. And my advisor uh, encouraged me to apply for the AM ANRP internship, which essentially is a policy, agriculture policy internship where they place you in an office in DC and you work in a congressional office. I went through the, the application process. It was one of the hardest application processes is interview processes I've ever been to. It's very similar to the state officer process and how many interviews you do and the knowledge you have to learn. Um, I, at least it used to be, I don't know what it's like now, but it used to be a rigorous process. Uh, and and um, I ended up getting the internship and placed in an office Government communications and government work is just not for me. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. Um, I I work very hard to stay um, up to to date with current political policies um, and what is happening in our government. Um, And I work very hard to make sure that I am forming my own opinions and not uh, just reading like one news story. Side note, I probably, that's a whole nother soapbox I could get on, but I'm not going to right now. Um, uh, Being an informed American. But uh, I think that I learned, that that just wasn't, I I thoroughly enjoyed my time in DC. I would highly recommend it for anyone. But I learned that that just wasn't, policy was not my direction. Um, So again, both of those experiences had they were just as equal, like teaching me something new. I was very long winded for that question.
0: No, you're good. Yeah. I think like for me, I guess like a lot of like my teachers in high school, like they don't really talk that much about internships, like in college and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you touched on that because that's not really something I've thought about because I feel like, like it's kind of just like left out of like, what people talk about when they think about yeah. college. Usually
1: when you get to college, they start talking about it. You Now more than ever, there is more opportunities for students to intern or study abroad. Um, I never got to study abroad and I wish I would have because there was really no options. Hopefully by the time when you get into college and a little bit older, the world would be open back up again and you can experience that because I know some of the, the students that I've worked with in the recent in recent years have just thrived off of what they've learned um, doing study of rods as
0: well. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question is, what does a typical work day look like for you? Um,
1: that is a harder question. Um, I really never know um, until the week before. I have a handy dandy notebook that sits beside me at all times. It's a spiral notebook, this one, and I have all of my to-do items that need to go in there and they're usually categorized by the different associations um but it just kind of depends on what my calendar looks like that week and um really what events are coming up next Uh, I am never caught up and I wish I was like more than anything I like that was my goal to start 21 all caught up didn't happen um it's just Unfortunately, there's only one of me, and I'm not really good at delegating. And we, some of the stuff I just don't have. Um, I love like my other coworkers don't have the skill set for, because um, we're all so specialized in everything that we do because we're such a small staff that uh, I I have to prioritize. Okay, this is coming up next. This is how I have to do it, um, but. Overall, I can be doing anything from editing video that that I shot with the state officers for any number of projects. Um, I could be designing and making graphics that you see on social media, but also graphics that you see um, for state convention, you see on um, different like programmatic documents that we send out. Um, Pretty much anything that comes out of our office is branded. I touch it somehow and brand it somehow just to keep it cohesive. There are some documents that we have not had a chance to do that yet. And we will over the next like year or so. Um, Some days like this, this week also was very heavy on, um, I'm the editor for our new agriculture education magazine. Um, And I do, I, I essentially like work with people that are contributors and get ideas um, for that magazine, not only to highlight our students and programs, but it also is a magazine that targets teachers talking to teachers about professional development for them. Um, So getting that organized, working with advertisers to make sure that they have the dates to submit everything. And then once I get all that information, I lay out the magazine and we send it to print. Well, I edited a lot. There's a lot of editing in that, too. A um, lot of looking for spelling and punctuation errors. Um, and then I'm sure I'm forgetting things. Basically, anything creative and visual. Um, I, and I'm I'm doing a broad spectrum of, of things. Uh, during the, uh, we're about to get really high gear into convention planning and, co- and conference planning. Um, So I do a lot of various tasks for that. I work really closely with Angelica Aldana um, with the state officers on their strategic priorities and things that they want to help advance the association in. Um, I do work with them on branding and getting ready for convention. Um, And we do all of that in-house, which I'm so proud of that we, the sheer number of content that we produce yearly sometimes baffles me, but I'm so proud of that. Um, and I think that w- we produce content that is good content, that is usable for teachers in the classroom and student development. Um, so that's just like a brief overview. My, I just redid my job description, and it's six pages long. <laughs> so oh I, I'm not going to sit down and read it for you. Um, <laughs> Some of those things, it's just this. This position has grown with the community, um, that that the communications community it, it is, and it's. I um, not only I feel like my skill set has has increased, but I also think that I've really had to learn time management, uh, as well as as getting things done, um, and not being a perfectionist about them. But. Uh, that's also as, as many as many projects as I work on, that's kind of what makes my job unique and fun um, because I do get to do a little bit of everything uh, and that's not always the case with communications jobs. Some, they're getting more and more specialized each day.
0: Yeah, I actually think it's kind of cool that you have like a different schedule that changes every day. Um, I know you said you had a lot of different tasks that you had to do and a lot of them involve like artsy stuff so would you say you're a perfectionist when it comes to that kind of stuff like how do you decide when to like say okay I'm finished and like move on to the next task
1: that is a excellent question and it's something that I struggle with every single day um I am very much a perfectionist I one thing that I am more proud of than anything else Um, in the past seven years is really developing a cohesive brand standard for Texas FFA and the Ag Teachers Association. Um, Everything that I put out, especially on social media, um, the goal is people can look at it and be like, I know who did, like, I know that goes, that is from Texas FFA or that is from the Ag Teachers Association. Like that is, is something I'm extremely proud of is developing that brand identity. Um, and, and I developed a brand kit to go along with that. So all of our, our staff has this kit. They, they know what fonts we are all using. They know our, our colors, if they're going to specifically use a special type of red for the Ag Teachers Association or blue for um, FFA. Um, but as far as, as learning what to be done, we're talking about things that we that are not perfect. This is this is the problem, <laughs> especially since we've been working remotely from home. Um, I don't know when to turn it off, and so I've really been having to learn to be like, okay, this is good. You know, I, I I'm never, and I, I think that this is honestly a a creative person um, outlook on a lot of things. I'm never done with something. I, I have to be like, okay, this looks good. It's a pleasing to the eye, um, but I could sit and tweak something for hours. Um, and I'm learning to trust my gut a little bit more. And it, it's more of self-doubt than it is anything else. Um, I uh, have always been very honest that uh, I, I, I'm, I'm human, you know, I'm gonna second guess things that I do, um, but I'm, I'm having to learn to like, okay, Ashley, you know, you know what you're doing. You are, as I said earlier, I think I'm still 16 years old. I have to remind myself, I'm a professional. <laughs> I have experience doing this. Um, and I just have to believe in myself and my abilities And uh, also, if there's a mistake, let it roll off my back. Do you know how many times that I've misspelled something that was posted on social media and I had somebody's grandma call me out on the comments? (laughs) I mean, you know, it's one of those things that you're just like, okay, I'm human, it happens. Luckily, nowadays you can fix it and replace it and no one knows it. But back in the day, I had to like fully take it down and fix it after, I actually really think, there wasn't. I think it was Corey's grandma. Like, um, oh whenever I think he was. It was when he was a state officer. I said grandma just as a joke, but really, when we were a state off, when Corey was a state officer. I don't know what I posted, but I either had the wrong date for convention or something. And Corey's grandma called me out. And I, I remember screenshotting it and sending it to the group text of the state officers. And I was like, Corey, your grandmother. And he was like, she doesn't hold back or something like that. Um, so it's, you know, it's one of those things where I take it very seriously, but I, ha- I you honestly have to not at at some point, you have to know when to let it go. Um, And I think that's a good lesson for any, anything that you do, you know, you have to be okay with making mistakes um, because making mistakes, you always learn from it and make make it better.
0: Yeah. I just kind of wanted to ask that question because I know for me, like I struggle with that a lot and I'm sure you do since you're like working for such a big organization. So I just kind of wanted to get your take on it, but that was some great insight.
1: Yeah. Just it, it happens to us all. It does.
0: (laughs) The next question is, what have you learned from the members of the Texas FFA?
1: I would say to always keep working and growing in what you love and and as as a person. Um, I think there's so many opportunities to develop yourself as a student while you're in FFA. And I I have always just admired those students that take advantage of every opportunity um, to learn and to grow. And I think that, that uh, working with those types of students is what helps motivate me. Um, and just seeing the good that's still in the world. I mean, we are living in a very unusual time right now. Um, and, the, the, and In a 24-hour news cycle, you know, you're going to see um, a bunch of negative. but I'm lucky to see the good in our future. um and that is something that i hold dearly to me is is knowing that you know our students are being prepared to be good not only successful but good people.
0: Yeah. That's really cool cuz i feel like like obviously the members of the tech sfa look up like to the tech sfa staff and like all the running the organization, but I think it's cool that y'all draw inspiration from us too. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And then the next question is, who would you say is your biggest inspiration and why? You know, I
1: i don't, this sounds so crazy, but I don't necessarily have just one inspiration, like one person that inspires me. Um, I really try to surround myself with people who are not only supportive of those around them, but also that I can learn from, Um, and that just give like a positive, it sounds so woo-woo when I say it, but like a positive energy and, um, really do lift others up. Um, I, 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 you know, when I think of like somebody that I look up to, it's more of like, I, I see a bunch of people that have traits that I admire. Um, I uh, I admire a, a lot of my coworkers for different reasons. Um, I am extremely close with my mom and dad um, and they have not only made me who I am, but like I continuously learn from them every day. Um, I learned from my brother all the time. Um, sometimes it's stuff that I would have never thought that I would learn from him but I do um I also just surround myself with some really good friends that uh I just find inspiration from every day of just to be a better person and grow myself and not only like but I think it's in turn to be a better person and be a better friend to the coworker and family member to those people, if that makes sense. Um, I think sometimes it's a little dangerous to, to look up to just one person because everyone has flaws, you know, and, and I don't ever want, I I am always here to provide advice and life experience and and my viewpoints on things. Um, I just hope, like everyone knows that everyone has flaws, you know, and there are things that I am gonna continue to work on until I'm 80 years old, you know, and and, um, I think that that's the case with everyone is to really just take them for who they are and learn from the things that you admire and you want to implement in your life.
0: Yeah, I honestly think it's healthier to like just to instead of having like one person that you look up to and try to embody like all of their characteristics, it's better to surround yourself with a group of people who you admire for different things, like in different ways that they do things.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then our last and final question is what advice can you give to people who wish to succeed in a career similar to yours one day? touched on
1: this a little bit, I think just ex- is practice,
0: experience,
1: finding ways to implement those areas that you are passionate about. Um, take a class on uh, graphic design, take a class on video editing, and, and yes, take them in, in college, but also there are so many resources online. I, I usually... If I don't know how to do something, I Google it and I YouTube, find a video and learn how to do it. Um, I mean, even something as, as recent as last year when I was doing, when I was making the convention, we call it the bumper, but it's essentially like the moving graphic, the one that's like animated. I wanted to make it look like it was flying over the mountains, but it's a, it's two, it's a 2D graphic. So I was like, okay, how do I make a 2D graphic look 3D? I Googled it, you know, and I was able to help to, to teach myself how to do it. These programs that I work with could do, I'm literally touching like 2% of what they do. Cause these are the same programs that like Pixar and Oscar winning, you know, editors and directors utilize to make their films. It's, it's all the same. I just utilize a portion of it. Um, And so, like, really learning how to teach yourself something and not give up. Um, I think that some parts of being a creative are natural instinct, but it's also, like, learning and paying attention to those things around you. Um, A lot of my ideas that I get for FFA stuff uh, it comes from something else. I have a whole tab on my Instagram of ideas for like FFA week or convention, or even if it's just a simple graphic for like that I like the way that the, the font lay, lays out. Um, I think I designed a iTeacher conference logo a couple years ago off of a poster that I saw um, on, a, on the street in Austin uh, advertising a South by Southwest event. Um, so like, it's, it's okay to get inspiration from other people, as long as you turn around and make it your own. Um, and I think just teaching yourself how, uh, or finding somebody to teach you either way, um, how to just continuously improve in something. Like, I I think that in this career that that I'm in and careers like it, you can't be stagnant. You always have to continue to improve because the industry that we are in is always gonna to continue to evolve. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's, uh, it's so easy for me to sit and, and work for past my nine to five hour because I'm intrigued by these things and I want to learn, um, is that healthy, Probably not, but, uh, I think that that's just something that's so fun about it, but also like there are communications jobs and marketing jobs that you don't necessarily have to be creative to do. Um, my job you have to be, but there are bigger companies and corporations now that take what I do and. They have somebody to do each and every different aspect of my job. So, there. If you if you still want to be involved in marketing or communications, um, a good resource that uh, that is just coming to my mind is a company like Justin Boots that we work with. That's a sponsor. They have a their department has so many different aspects in it, and so you can always explore those things. And that is where those internships come in is to really like learn what you like, what you don't like, what a job really entails. Um, because I think that that's, we, we don't know until we know if that makes sense. Like you can look at, for example, Austin largest job at the executive as the executive director. You know, you, you think you know what he does on a day in and day out but we really don't because like he is, he's doing his job. And until you like actually do it, you you don't fully understand. Um, and I think that that's, as far as my job, it's hard to explain. And so a lot of people don't understand what I do because I don't explain it because <laughs> it is difficult to explain. Um, but I think that there's just so Especially today, that the world that we live in, there are so many opportunities to learn and grow and um, get involved in this career path. Um, I will say, I, I and I've said this already. I love my job. Um, it has been such a great growth experience for me, but I don't want anyone to list listening to the, this to think that I. I think this job is the be all end all. Um, there's one person that does this job right now. It's me. I don't know how long that's going to be. You know, I, I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon, but like, even if you don't pigeonhole yourself into one specific like organization or business, there are so many opportunities out there to do just as good. Um, I I don't, yes, I work for Texas FFA and the Ag Teachers Association because I'm passionate about it. But I also like, I know, I also, you also have to realize it is, it is a job. And so um, I don't, I want people to just make sure that their horizons are broadened um, and know that there's so many opportunities out there uh, to give back if you're wanting, if you're really passionate about giving back to the FFA. There's so many ways to do that, um, through a career, but, uh, the communications and the creative, uh, marketing side of things is not slowing down in growth. So the next five years, there's no telling, There's probably going to be like even more new jobs out there.
0: Yeah. That's such great advice. You gave a lot of like good insight into like your career and everything i think it was good that you mentioned how like even if like if someone's trying to like work up to like a communications coordinator like of the tech fa and that let's say they don't necessarily get that job um it's still important to remember that there's a ton of other opportunities out there and i know sometimes we can get kind of like fixated on one thing that we want to do and be let down if we don't get that um but that's not the end all be all like you said mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there's, there's plenty of things that it it took me a while before I was hired for this job. After I got back from DC, um, I applied for probably 30 plus jobs and I didn't even know this was an option. Um, and I had somebody reach out to me and and send me the application and, and encourage me to apply. Um, but at that time I didn't know exactly what area I was applying for for different um, companies and organizations, excuse me, and just all different places, looking just to find you know my niche, and um, that is okay. Like it is okay to not like I, I really do want to normalize that. It's okay to graduate college and not know exactly what your career is going like have that job that you want to spend the rest of your life doing because that is not normal these days you know it you have to um work to to find that and those people that do um they're so lucky they're so lucky to do it but uh, yeah I mean it all comes back to just being flexible and believing in your abilities um and figuring out what you what you really want to do that makes you happy
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Like I said, that was the last question that we had, but again, I just wanted to thank you for being on and just sharing about your your career and your life. Um, I know a lot of people will take a lot of things from this episode. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Learn, Love podcast. Make sure to follow the Instagram podcast page at Live Learn Love Podcast to get updates about episodes and learn more about the guests. Also, make sure to visit the website linked down below to learn more about me and the podcast, as well as leave a review or suggestion. See y'all in the next episode. Keep aspiring growth.